Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. I'm Danny Okuye, along with Juliet Sali. Hey, Danny. Well, of course, a little bit of a, a cautious day. I guess we're waiting for that PCE data out of the US later this week and in uh, GDP data as well. From yeah, absolutely. America. In spite of the fact that our inflation reading was a little bit lower than expected and the RBNZ mm. came out with a slightly dovish tone, it wasn't enough to get our market going today. So let's have a look and see where the SIBO 200 is currently sitting. And Jules, look, I so that's pretty flat, wouldn't you? Down three points. Yeah, absolutely. Just having a quick look as well as to where the ASX is down 10 points, uh, about a tenth of 1%, 7,653. And you had a really interesting um, take that you read about platinum locks. I know, I love that one. Platinum locks. So instead of Goldilocks, apparently a few commentators are getting so bullish about this soft landing scenario globally that uh, we've now heard of platinum locks mm. and uh, as someone said contrary indicator when one gets that bullish maybe just be a little bit careful and it's also interesting that both the CEO of Goldman Sachs David Solomon and the CEO of JP Morgan just pushing back against that Goldilocks let alone platinum locks scenario. All right well maybe that's why we had the steady eddy day that we saw but one sector that got some love was lithium so certainly uh, looking a little bit brighter Morgan Stanley had a pretty positive note coming through on lithium and a lot of our stocks here uh, did well today too. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because I was trying to get to the bottom of why the lithium prices were going up in China. Uh, no one could really give me a definitive answer but the well, fact they are going yeah, up is I obviously I think the Morgan bullish. note overnight was really kind of interesting because that was also what uh, spurred a lot of the momentum coming through in the US stocks. Um, they just basically said that they were a little bit more positive on right. the commodity, which of course is down about 80% from its highs. Let's have a look at some of the lithium stocks on our market. And I was talking about um, two, sorry, I should say Rob Shears. You can watch that online as well about some of his picks globally. He likes Albemarle, SQM, uh, but here locally, Pilbara did very well, up almost 7%. Mineral Resources up 5 and Liontown up by about 10 Yeah, I can feel those burners, uh, the burners, those shorters getting burned on the the likes of Pilbara Minerals. Uh, let's have a look at the telcos today. Um, it was notable that Telstra was going ex-dividend today, which uh, may have caused that sector to go down. No, we're not going to do that one. Maybe we'll have some luck with the travel sector uh, because uh, we did have corporate travel. Yeah, no, flight, flight centre. Flight yeah. centre, sorry. So flight centre returning. I don't know if we have the, the travel we do not apparently things are a little broken here um but you know flight center came through with its numbers we'll get across that a little bit later because it was um the stock of the day as well but what was really interesting about that is obviously the fact that um we have seen such demand for travel mm. coming back did see profit soar if you like but total transaction values were lower than yeah. what the market was looking for so mm. shares were down shares were down absolutely but uh we did have a busy day didn't we jules for lots of corporate stories 
stories and Neuron Pharmaceuticals have fallen by over 10% after US sales of its debut drug were below expectations. Kelsian also tumbling down almost 13% following its weak result in the first half. And Light and Wonder, which I was just chatting to uh, with uh, Will Riggle from Climb, check out that in, uh, interview that we had just then. Uh, basically, that jumped by about 6% after swinging into profit in 2023. Helios down 8%, so adding to the 9% decline yesterday, it reported a $636 million loss and a heavy write down in its pathology division. And Perpetual, the wealth manager, those shares off by uh, just over 2.5%. Now, they have declared a 65 cent dividend following a jump in profit in its half-year report, but they're keeping stum on the strategic review that would result in the separation of the corporate trust and wealth management businesses. All right, let's get to our guest. Rocco Panzerita from Macro Capital joins us now. Always good to see you, Rocco. Um, we've been talking quite a lot about the fact that it doesn't look like there's going to be many Australian building companies left. Your take? Yeah, uh, not too many at all um, after we've had a, a recent CSR bid. Um, I've been loving the sector for quite some time now. I think um, yeah, uh, construction and building materials as a whole is a lot of what, a lot of what this country is about and was built on, and it makes up such a large part of our GDP at ten percent. And um, speaking of Saint Gobain, uh, I thought I'd mention that they they even said that the construction market in Australia uh, has a lot of strong fu fundamentals, supported by a lot of the solid uh, macroeconomic factors, including a growing population uh, underpinned by immigration and increasing need for light, sustainable solutions. Um, I think there's really strong signs uh, that have been displayed over the past year and are going to continue to be displayed throughout the next few years. Um, we've got a lot of uh, factors at the moment, like an, a lot of increase in job requests uh, on, say, the high pages. Uh, they've notified that they've seen an 8% increase year on year uh, for advertisements for trades and these sorts of things. Um, and the government is committed to build about 1.2 million homes over the next five years. Now, this target would actually require record levels every quarter to achieve this. Uh, while some of, of the opinion that we probably won't get there and build that many houses mm. in that time, mm. uh, the demand's definitely there. So we've got... Um, uh, really strong demand obviously coming from overseas uh, migration and at the moment on the cards we have about 10 billion uh, in takeover deals for just between Boral and CSR um, oh, at the moment. I know, it's crazy. All my old companies that I used to analyse, they're disappearing. <laughs> yeah. James Hardy's still around though. They are and John John's Ling Group as well who've reported, uh, reported quite poorly. Uh, mm. We've had a miss on expectations there across the board and really making that switch towards uh, more catastrophe uh, reconciliation mm. um, and making these sorts of deals with a lot of insurers. Um, they've recently extended uh, one of their uh, contracts with Suncorp um, for mm. another three years. It's been going since 2018. Um, their business model is largely shifting um, towards, as I said, that the catastrophe management and more away from the commercial aspect of their business. Mm. Um, which I'm not too fond of um, mm. at the moment, that you know, it, it can be fairly cyclical if there's not a lot of natural disasters. But um, they've got some great deals in place um, with, say, Suncorp, for example. Any, any damage over $100,000 basically got the contract for for the next uh, few years. Um, as I said, quite disappointing results as well with revenues, uh, profits and earnings per share mm. down from the last report and even a, a quite a large miss on expectations uh, with earnings per share at 8.4 cents, uh, whereas analysts' expectations were 10.5. So much, much prefer the, the same materials, building materials companies uh, rather than direct builders themselves. 
Mm. What about Brickworks? Yeah, Brickworks is a company I've been looking at uh, quite a lot recently. They're the market leader, uh, which is what we like to stick to. Um, they're holding an investment of quite a large holding in uh, Solpats. They own about 26% of the business um, and obviously have that uh, agreement in place with Goodman Group as well, which mm. has been quite fruitful for them over the years. Um, what they're doing is essentially purchasing land, excavating that, pulling out the clay and all these sorts of uh, materials for their brick products, mm. uh, then selling the land mm. uh, to a, a joint venture trust with Goodman Group, uh, in which they're uh, refilling, um, developing uh, and selling to um, selling and renting out to, to blue chip customers like Amazon, mm. um, Woolworths, mm. uh, Coles and these sorts of things. Um, they suffered with their last report uh, with their margins impacted with a lot of inflationary pressures. Um, cost pressures increase across the whole supply chain and their plant utilization was quite disappointing as well. They're only using about 46%. That increased to about 72%. Um, they're due to report actually in the next few weeks. Um, and I think that a lot of these macroeconomic uh, headwinds that they were facing over the past year have, have eased a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I think these inflationary pressures have come down. Uh, the logistical nightmares that they were having before have settled and um, wouldn't be surprised if they have a strong report uh, come mid-March. Cool. All right, Rocco. Thanks as always, Rocco Thank Panzerino you. from Macro Capital. Uh, let's get to the stock of the day, which was Flight Centre. Just be careful looking at that share price chart. A lot of um, of our uh, members on Stock Doctor have said it looks like there's great recovery still to come, but on an enterprise value basis, I think the business is actually worth more now than it was pre-COVID. So just consider that. But there actually has been opportunities for consolidation and improvement in market share and um, in that corporate travel business as well. So I think the, the future of this company is bright. It's always been a pretty good company, um, but like I said, you're really betting on that margin story here. So happy to hold it. Mm. Uh, let's wait and see how that goes in the second half. Um, I still think that people will continue to travel. There's no doubt that people are placing great emphasis on experiences and maybe, maybe cutting back in other areas. Um, so it's hard to say, but looking, our preference is Webjet just because of their Webbeds business, which is basically a marketplace for travel agents to go and, and purchase bundles and airfares, etc. Um, corporate travels more aligned to the corporate space and that had a pretty tough update recently. So our mm. preference would still be for Webjet in that space. Yep. Okay, should we have a look at uh, what were some of the market leaders today? And uh, Jules, Chalice Mining Whoa. on a bit of a tear there, up 25%. Now, Next DC up 12.5%. So I chatted with uh, CEO Craig Scroge today. Um, definitely worth taking a listen to that one. My gosh, I did write about it in the view, couldn't help myself, only because the demand for digital infrastructure is going through the roof mm. at the moment. And Australia is quite lucky to have a few beneficiaries, one of which of course is Next DC, which came out with better than expected results. Also in the lithium space, we're seeing Town resources up by almost 10% and Pilbara Minerals, those shortest getting squeezed, almost up by 7% and Polynovo, we haven't seen that one for a while, up 6.5%. Yeah, I think it tanked yesterday, so coming back a little today. Let's have a look at uh, the laggards as well. Uh, Kelsey and Group, of course, was among the companies reporting as 
well today, and uh, it had a weak result, sending its shares down by about 13%. Neuron Pharmaceuticals, we talked about US sales of its debut drug below expectations. Helia Group, I spoke to the CEO yesterday. They're actually doing uh, quite well yesterday, so a bit of a sell down today. Helios is lower as well. And Fortescue, was it might have been. I, th- I think that might have been an ex-dividend mm. because it was worth noting that we are actually in that ex-dividend period. So if you are looking at some of the shares and wondering what's going on. So today, in terms of ex-divvies, we had uh, Beach Energy, uh, Fortescue by $1.08. And we also had the likes of Telstra. Uh, that mm. was also off. And uh, I think Tabcor and Woolies as well. So big companies going ex-dividend. Uh, Jewel, should we have a look at the, the smalls? The see small what's caps. happening in the smalls. Oh, there we go. Chalice Mining. So nice. We see it twice. Up at 25%. <laughs> uh, Appen as well. Drone Shield. I spoke to uh, the CEO. That was their, their maiden profit there. And they've increased their workforce by, well, they've doubled their workforce, basically. They've now got more than 100 employees. Up 21%. Gallon Lithium and DGL also looking good. And uh, some of the laggards in terms of the small caps. Trajan off by about 23%. Next Science off by over 10% and Closed Loop off by 8%. And if you're interested in small caps, I did have quite a few small caps on on the close. So make sure you check out some of those ones, including uh, Swoop, which is a newly listed telco company for two years. And um, I, 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 isn't, that, isn't that terrible? It's just I'm you've forgetting. done a lot. <laughs> you've done a lot straight after each other. So anyway, they're all obviously on the uh, website. You spoke to Chris Scarpoto from Alvia Asset Partners as well. Quite a lot going on. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of stocks. So yeah. my brain has obviously had a bit of a meltdown. But look, let's see what's happening overnight because it is the all-important US GDP data and also I think is PCE... PCE is Thursday. Well, Thursday yeah. our time. So yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm getting confused. Yeah, I thought it was out on Thursday. Hold on, let's it's, just have a quick look in terms of when the PCE is out. So we don't need... No, it's out on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So US GDP. Um, also US Advanced Goods Trades Balance. And we do have, when we're looking at big companies to report, Salesforce, which is now in the Dow Composite, and Snowflake, as well as Paramount Reporting Earnings. And so many earnings out here tomorrow. Um, I just actually couldn't even fit them all in. But Harvey Norman, Karoon Gas, we're going to be speaking to Karoon. Um, we've also got retail sales and private sector CapEx being released, a raft of ex-DV stocks as well. Japan industrial production and retail sales and those all-important China PMIs. I was talking to Tim Davies from Carrara Capital earlier about China. He was saying, look, particularly the market, roaring to life for the kickstart of uh, the year of the dragon. I think the authorities might have a little bit to do the, that. The so-called national team just making things look shiny to start uh, the year of the dragon. Okay, let's get a final check and see where we are as we go uh, into the close. There we go, SIBO off by two and a half points. So Jules pretty much flat. ASX 200, have we had any change there? Just checking. That one currently off by two and a half points. Just worth noting the Aussie dollar under quite a bit 
bit of pressure the last couple of days. So the Aussie dollar are down to 65 spot 16 off uh, four tenths of a percent. And I actually think it's an unwinding a lot of that hawkish a tra- a hawkishness for some of the traders that was in RBNZ because they've come out, they didn't hike rates, a slightly more a dovish approach. So there we go. We can all breathe a sigh of relief until we get the PCE in the US. Yeah. Now we've got something to ask from you. Our annual survey open until March 11th. We'd really love it if you could take a few minutes and fill it out so we can make Ausbiz better for you. And to sweeten the deal, someone is going to win a managed investment portfolio from MPC Markets worth $5,000. And there are other prizes too. So just go to ausbiz.co slash survey 24. And you know what? We can't go in it. We can't win it. What? They're not going to let us win the prize? No, which means everybody else out there has got to get their names in and uh, potentially (laughs) win that fabulous portfolio. Well, Jules, I think that's it for this. That is. We've got a leap year, don't we? Yes. Actually, it's one of my friend's 40th birthdays. Actually, she's probably only like 10, right? Because she hasn't had many birthdays. (laughs) And Um, um, we have a special, I think, called tomorrow, a leap special with uh, Mark Gardner and Jessica Amir. So apart from all those earnings results, as we draw the earnings season to conclusion, because of course, it's the end of February tomorrow, but we will have that special call and lots, lots more. Absolutely. And so we'll see you from 9.40 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Have a great evening. We'll see you then. Have a great evening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.